With the Open European Water Ski Championships just around the corner, we talk to a former and two-time world slalom champion in Thomas de Gasperi, next on this episode of the TWBC Podcast. The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, hello, greetings, and welcome to this uh, episode of the TWBC Podcast. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and right in that intro, uh, we... uh, we introduce uh, Thomas de Gasperi, a former world slalom champion and many times a European slalom champion. And uh, we're just getting ready for the Open European Championships here in Ricetto. So uh, happy hunting grounds uh, for you, uh, uh, Thomas de Gasperi, uh, in, in this event. You've medaled and, uh, and gotten the European title on so many different occasions. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tournament that, you know, it's uh, throughout the years, I... I I I won many times and uh you know it's 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 good to be in Italy and uh I don't know if I would be somewhere else uh I probably wouldn't have gone this year so um it's it's been a hard month hard summer so but here we are Okay we'll touch upon a recent event a little bit later on but uh let let's let's kind of uh kind of start a little bit at the beginning of the season uh a, a little bit uh, with, with with your skiing. So uh, so right up right up to this point, uh, you you hadn't skied in that many tournaments or uh, or 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 or, or, pl- or placed that high in an, in a number of them. So kind of give us your summation of uh, of how things have gone so far this season for you up to this point. Um, well, I I did all the pro events until you know beginning of august and uh um i did win a big one that will allow me to go to the to the masters next year so i won't i won't have to go through the lcq series qualifiers um i won the bodas pro-am this year of course of course you did yeah so you know that was that was pretty good for me and then uh i did podium in uh norway at the other pro event and uh qualify for the masters at the last lcq with you know five at 41 so yeah it's been up and down but i'm pretty happy to be still up there and make podiums and some wins now will asher has has made no secret of the fact that the masters qualifier t- tournaments are, are are not the isn't the most desirable for situation for him or for a number of skiers and and i'm sure you 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 share in in that uh, in that opinion as well, but uh, but at the very least, uh, qualifying out of the Botas uh, Pro that must take a, a lot of strain and a lot of stress out of your mind, knowing that you will be on the dock in Callaway Gardens come Memorial Day in May, right? Yeah, um, you know those three events prior to Masters are, I wouldn't say frustrating, but it, it's tough. To, to go and compete and, and try to qualify uh, because everybody are there and, and everybody's trying to, you know, uh, do their best. And and it doesn't matter what you do the prior year, it won't give you a chance to, you know, the results of the prior year, it won't give you a chance to, to be qualified for the master. So in my opinion, 
it lost a little bit of you know integrity the way that we have to qualify that way but um and that only came after you know the COVID-19 uh, pandemic so they kind of came around and, and, and tried to figure out how to qualify for the Masters but now we're back at full throttles with events and, and tournaments so I think it would be better if we take a look at any kind of standing from the prior year. So in your opinion the <coughs> way it was prior to the pandemic is the way it should be from here on out? I mean the way it was was pretty good you, you sum up the points of uh you know, the elite ranking list uh, of the year and the top seven get to go to the Masters. And that's that was an easy way for us to understand how people will go to the Masters. And now it's it's not based how you ski the prior year, it's based how you ski the month of May. Indeed, indeed. So, so, you've, al- so you've already uh, assured yourself that you're going to be on the dock, as we mentioned, in Callaway Gardens. Now, mm-hmm. you, you, you ski well in Norway, didn't you? Um, I got third in Norway, yes, uh-huh. uh, and then I won the Bodas Pro-Am and uh, missed the podium in La Cano at the Malibu Open. And uh, but I was skiing good. I was four, I got fourth and uh, tried to turn one buoy that I shouldn't turn. I should have stood up and got second. But you know, m- my mentality is not to stop if if I'm if I'm if I get to a buoy where I think in that split second that I can turn it, I try to turn it. How? How how well do you reckon that you uh, that you that you can that you converted or at least assimilated from being in a in a warm water situation, which Botas is? I mean, it's probably one of <coughs> one of the, one of the, one of the one of the venues in the world of skiing where you're almost always assured that the water is going to be like extremely warm like well over 90 degrees fahrenheit and then you then then you turn around and then you mm. ski in norway where where like where the basic air temperature doesn't get much above 50 degrees in the <laughs> middle of the daytime you know so uh so the water can't can't be too much warmer at, at that point you know so is is it difficult to go from one to the other for you it's definitely different um mostly f- for me, my personal experience is the approach to the gate is, is very different. Um, you know, both us, this year wasn't too hot, uh, but usually it is pretty hot. So, you know, warmer water equals to uh, slower water. And then you, the following weekend, you go to <coughs> either Norway or, or France where, where the water is a little cooler. You have to be quick. You have to adjust and, and you know, you have to adapt to the conditions. And that's why we usually start at longer lines and, and kind of figure out how everything works. Okay, so you're, you're here in Ricetto, which in, in your native country of Italy, where you're getting ready to ski in the Open European Championships. Now, in a typical situation, a typical year, this is probably one of, one of the tournaments that you're going to be, that you've practiced well for, that you're hyped to do and everything. But obviously, given given recent recent news recent situations not quite as clear-cut yeah no um eh, it's been a difficult time for me and i I was not gonna come until um a couple days ago but um with the support of my mom and 
and the federation and even if, if I if I haven't been training much, uh, I decided to come. You know, f- for him, for my mom, for me, and also to respect the federation that put a lot of work for this event, and they're always behind us. And uh, I decided to come. Uh, I will ski on Thursday, and I don't know what the outcome will be, but my mindset is not there. My preparation is not, I'm not ready for this, but I'm here for other reasons. Indeed, indeed. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, it may be, it may be a little, a l- little bit crass of me to actually pressure you upon uh, the, those reasons, but I mean, but in lieu of that, kind of give us a little bit of a sense of how, how important Marco was yeah. to, to you being the skier and the champion that you are. Yeah, I mean, he won't want me there, here, you know? Yeah, he, he, he wants me here, so I'm here. And uh, I try my best, and, uh, you know, I try to honor him. And the relationship we had, and we still have, it's what brought me to who I am and made me the person that I am and you know it's I can't be selfish and sit home and and cry and I I have to be here and keep going and do do what what makes me the the person that I am indeed indeed and uh, well normally normally these these podcasts would would tend to run on for a little for a little bit longer i mean we're at 10 minutes right now with they're normally a half an hour but i would say oh w- and i mean mean we could end this right now uh but we we can still can we can still continue so all right then so so beyond beyond that scope i mean obviously marco marco hugely influential uh and 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 i mean going forward uh I mean, you ski out of Trento. It's it's a huge lake facility. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's probably one of the best open water sites anyone will ever get to ski in in the entire world. You you probably haven't skied that much within the last few days, as you've as you've mentioned, you know. But in but in the time before that, how does how does training on such a large expanse of water kind of help you? Whenever you go to like a, a, a custom-built site such as Rochetto or San Gervasio or even Botas, um, it's <laughs> you know like my lake in, in in Italy where I grew up, and also the ski school that I have in Orlando. You know, they're, they're tough lakes to ski on. Um, and I remember always my dad tell, telling me like, "Hey, if you ski in a hard place, a place where it's hard to ski, you will perform better." where it's easier maybe that's why I've, I've been skiing good so so good at Moombas and, and other events where conditions are not the best but um, the perspective changes when you are in a big lake and uh, you know it, the lake is very deep and you, you have to work to get to the buoys and, and then um, it definitely I think it helps. In my opinion, it helps to to ski where where it's not always perfect, and and you know maybe a little boat goes by in the middle of the course, and you gotta <laughs> ski through the little bumps. And yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, 
you know, beside the memories and everything that, I, that, that, that keeps me there, you know, I really, really enjoy skiing where, where, where it's hard, it's hard to, to run buoys. And, uh, um, then you come here and yeah, of course you have to adjust a little bit your timing, but it, it's a lot less work here. Because, I mean, like, Trento is, like, really, really deep water. I mean, that ski is going to sit down oh, yeah. in that water, and to try and get it moving is it's probably going to be hard at the best of times. So whenever you pull out for your gate shot, you know, you're probably going to, uh, at a site like Rochetto, you feel like you're, you're going, like, 20, 30 miles an hour, or like, quicker oh, on yeah. that gate pullout. So you're like, yeah. whoa, okay, let's... Let's b- let's back up here a little bit and try and get this uh, gate shot. Yeah, that lake it's about uh, sixty meters deep, so you know th- there's a lot of water underneath you, and uh, it drags you, <laughs> it stops you, but it, it makes you aware of how good you can be, and 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 your small problems on a lake like Recheto here becomes a lot bigger. There. So it's it's good i like it i like it tough conditions yeah you like that challenge you like you like being it yeah nate Nate and dane came over and and nick has been there many many times nick parsons and they said it's not easy but it's it's so beautiful and and it's just amazing like one of the for me is the best place in the world but (laughs) i mean like with the the restaurants and the vistas yeah it's it's very idyllic isn't it yeah you get the valley in front of you with like two churches you you can see the church top and uh, it's just amazing the water is so clear you you can you can drink it i guess Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you know it's not far from here and you know that's why also i'm here today because it's only like two and a half hours from here so it's okay. it's not that far and uh, yeah uh, Europeans has always been for us uh, a, a very good tournament and along with worlds and you know you, you you get a team behind you you get a country behind you and mm-hmm. and now we're here and you know in Italy so I I thought I gave it a lot of thought about coming or not coming and um, yeah I'm here so that's good all right then so i mean how much support has your ski company been been to you over the last few years because i mean they 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 produce like that that wide ride that you're on that you've been skiing on for so so long i mean how long have you been on that particular model of ski (laughs) so i remember i was skiing on the regular wide ride when it came out in 2009 i think at the world championships in canada and um, i remember after world's Dave Good was there and we were talking about the ski and I said look it's it's really good on one side it could be a lot better on the other side and me at the time the coach was Bubu Alessi uh-huh. which will be here this weekend of course and um, we kind of threw the idea of having one ski on the off side and the other ski on the on side and he said yeah you can do it almost like a Frankenstein yeah yeah and so you know went up there and cut a couple of skis and those guys started gluing together and it was scary at first because it's a glue ski but it did an amazing job and <clears throat> I took maybe 10 sets on it and then they said just to be safe don't ski on it anymore and I really really like it and from then on uh, he cut a mold but I had to figure out binding placement, fin settings rocker uh the stiffness of the ski there's so much 
Yeah, because on one side of the ski, you've got to allow for a little bit more room for the binding setup, and yet that binding has got to be relatively close to the narrow side, right? Correct. To, for, for it to ride correctly. So my binding is not in the center of the ski. It's on the right side of the ski. And also my front binding, it's tilted to the right. Mm. So <laughs> that, that's been a lot of testing on that ski to, to make it work. And... Uh, um, I've been on it since 2011 when I won the Worlds in, in Russia. Yes, uh, indeed. Um, to match your World Championship in 2007. Yeah, in 07 I won with the regular ski and in, in, in Russia I won with that one. But yeah, it's been 11 years. And, and yes, it's the same mold, but it, it went through a lot of changes. Uh, materials and, and rocker, you know, uh, stiffness and... and play around with it a lot so i think we came pretty close to <clears throat> what i like because um i mean i've been skiing pretty good the last couple of years so yeah it's it's been fun but it's not that oh i got my mold send me a ski we always try to per- perfect the ski trying to try and put yeah. li- just a little bit little bit of improvement maybe it may be a little and bit that's of how you learn there. a lot yeah that's how you learn a lot about the ski you learn Okay, the, the ski's a little softer in the tail. What does it do? And then it's a little stiffer on the tip, or it's too stiff on the tip. And it takes a lot of tries because it's not easy. But um, I think we're pretty close to to what I love. And, and the ski I'm riding is actually last year's ski, which is th- still pretty good. Um, so it, it did pretty good last year. I won the Europeans. Uh, you know, I got second in Worlds. And so. We'll see what happens this weekend. Obviously, whenever the sport of water skiing comes ac- comes across uh, it, uh, the common common Italian's uh, mind, that it normally comes down to you to be like the personal face of of, wa- of water skiing uh, in in Italy. I mean, obviously, being being on primetime television all of those years ago you, you chuckle a little bit and yeah and that, uh, the reference is obviously to the italian dances with the stars which obviously gave you a little bit more in the way of public exposure but how how much exposure do you enjoy these di- these days in the eyes of, of of general commonplace italians in terms of the world of sport i mean we're not in Formula One uh, where, you know, every step that you take, uh, <laughs> you get people around you with cameras and, and phones trying to take pictures. I mean, it feels good to be recognized for the hard work that, that we put on throughout the years. You, of course, um, you know, I try to give every person, especially kids, that that they think you're a hero because they see you doing pretty good in events. Attention, you know, like even through my ski school, people come and and they're happy to be there with you. And and to be fair, there's no many other sports where you can go and practice with with the top level skiers. You know, you don't go, you don't get to play golf with Tiger Woods and those guys, or you don't play, you don't get to play soccer with Ronaldo. Or you know, that's the beauty I think of our sport a little bit that. It's not so big that allows you to be in contact with, you know, every, the top skiers in the world. Yeah, just just, just having those types of fans be close to you gives you gives you a, a bit of a bit of 
a, a bit of a deeper sense of you know of how close they are and you know and and how and how much and and how and how good you feel about what you do out there on the water now we've got we're we're you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of people come out here in Rochetto to watch the European Championships and watching you ski. So, do you do you find that that puts a little bit of stress, a little bit of pressure on your shoulders to to perform not only well for yourself on a personal level, uh, but also for them as well? Um, in recent years, yes, there was always like um, in the past expectation for me to perform at the best and. Um, this this year, due to the circumstances, you know, I, I don't have that much expectations. Of course, I'm going to try my best, and and what, whatever it comes, it comes. But um, prove that, you know, my comfort zone is under stress, and uh, you know, I always, not always, but many many times, I did well under under stress, and uh, so maybe a little bit of stress it gives me co- a comfort zone to be in um kind of like a bit of a distraction from what from what you're having to deal with over the last few weeks yeah maybe it's know? good for me you know maybe yeah that's what even my mom said maybe maybe it's good that you you go away for a few days and and you know see other people see the people that you love see do what you do and and, and in a different lake where you know everything reminds of what's going on and Maybe it's good for me, you know. And how much support has uh, has been has been lent on, lent on to you by the federation, the Italian federation? Because I mean that that they 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 support a large tournament water ski program. They've got they, they've they've got a good depth of skiers, you know, and they support them. And how how well do, how well has their support been of you, not only in the past but also in more recent times? Oh. Uh, they're being amazing. I mean, you know, the amount of support of the Federation and the world of water skiing uh, throughout the last two weeks of what I've been through, you know, it's it's been immense. And, and, and then that's a testament of how close this community is and how, you know, how people remember my father and um, and also, you know, me and, and you know, the Federation... Luciano, the president, and, and Beta, the, the team manager, and everybody else, you know, they told me, hey, if you want to come, you can come. If you want to ski, you can ski. If you want to watch, you can watch. Don't feel any obligation towards us to go out there and perform. And uh, by the nature of who I am right now, I can't I can be here and sit on the sideline. You know, it, w- it actually would hurt me more indeed indeed so uh i mean there i mean there's there's probably one or two questions that are that i'll definitely definitely want want to ask you you know i mean uh i mean obviously the immediate future is going to be a little bit in the up uh, up in the air you know save for this tournament but you pro you probably have uh other tournaments that you were lining yourself up to to ski for you've got the master mastercraft pro is the next major professional one then the Malibu, then the Malibu Open, Travis Grand Prix, uh, the Miami Pro, and that that would be the balance of the season. Uh, would you would you be prepared to say that you are skiing in those events, or or are or are you going to take a, take some time off to reflect? Um, 
you know, when I decided to come here, I kind of sat down a little bit with my mom and 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 kind of like see what the future you know will bring to us and you know I'm trying to bring my mother to Florida so so she can you know spend some time away and she likes Florida she she used to come with my father for many many years so she already knows a little bit how it is and I think she needs it more than anybody and uh but to answer your question um yeah I signed up for all of them so okay I think uh that's what my dad would want me to do that's what I love to do and that's who I am and you probably uh, probably get you probably have some uh, some reassurance that you do have a lot of great fans uh, beyond these shores in Italy I mean and they will welcome you with open arms in Florida and in Al- and in Alabama and uh, yeah. you know, for for the for the uh, for the tournaments that are uh, that are lined up between now and the end of the season yeah I mean I have a lot of friends in Florida also and and, and you know they all they all said you know whenever you feel like coming back home and and we can ski together and as i said earlier like there's a lot of support in this community so um even it's funny because you see the real friends and the people that really care in, in tough times during t- tough times and, and the amount of people as i said earlier is it's incredible that they reach out to me and and it make me feel you know, not stressed and, and not obligated to do anything. But, um, yeah, I want to do the tournaments because uh, I owe it to him. And, uh, you know, he always watch every event. So I'm sure he will watch again. All right, then. So uh, with that, uh, we'll, uh, we'll round off uh, this uh, podcast. I certainly thank you very much for taking the time under, uh, under given circumstances for making yourself available for this podcast. And normally I give uh, everyone a chance to say thank you, acknowledge the people that have, uh, that, that have helped them along the way. And I'm going to give you one final opportunity to, to, for you to do just that. Well, I mean, I would like to thank the, my mother first, you know, for the incredible work that she put through, through the years and, and, and also this summer. And then uh, uh, my brother and, and his family also. And... Uh, the federation for sure and also uh my sponsors are have been very very you know understanding of what's going on so yeah the support of the people that uh are close to me it's been i won't forget for the rest of my life what uh how people has been so nice and kind to me lately and uh yeah i want to thank all of them all right, then, that was Thomas DeGasprey, and uh, this has been your host, Tony Lightford, in this latest edition of the TWBC podcast. And until next time, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.